1: Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner. And this week, we are looking at hitting dead ends with your kids. Uh, We're picking up a Facebook Live question that I didn't quite get to about failure. And we'll be interviewing Simon Perry, who has something free to offer us parents whose kids like to watch television. So... Oh, and as always, there will be a question to start an interesting conversation. Uh, just to say before we begin that if you are someone involved in children's ministry or youth ministry or you're a senior leader, if you're somebody who is in significant leadership within those realms, we have a retreat twice a year, and one's coming up next month. It's called The Forge, and basically we go away for three days and we learn from each other, and we spend a lot of time eating ice cream and wrestling over big topics and just sort of walking alongside of each other in those realms uh, of children's ministry, youth ministry, senior leadership, and how Parenting for Faith fits into all of that. So if you want to come, check out the parentingforfaith.org website and look for The Forge. But First, um, first is us talking about, I guess, the frustration of hitting a dead end. Uh, once I was late for meeting, surprise, and uh, I was late for meeting. I thought I would be on time for it, but uh, the trains went a bit wonky. And so I was, I was running, I was running for the station. Uh, I was running for this meeting and I made it with like two minutes to spare. And I was like, (sighs) I was breathing heavy. It was raining outside. You know, it just felt like the catastrophe of all catastrophes. And I ran up and I I grabbed the door and I went to pull it and it, it was locked. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning in central London. Like I, why in the world would this thing be locked? So I like, Try it a couple of times, rattle, rattle, rattle. And I, I take a step back and, you know, my brain's in panic mode at this point. And I, I'm trying to read the door for the opening times. Opening time opens at nine o'clock. It should be open. So I'm I'm pulling on this door. I'm pulling on this door. I see people inside the room and they're there in inside the office building. So I'm like, well, there are people there. And I thought, oh, push, push. So I push the door and it's still locked. So I'm pushing and pulling. I start to like knock on the door to get somebody's attention. It's not happening. I can feel the time ticking down. I begin to mini panic. So I then like run around the building to the back door to see if that's open, that's not open. I tried calling my team to let me in. They're not answering the door. I I can feel it ticking down. My thunder's inside waiting for me. And I'm like, Uh, I watched someone, uh, I I, I was just panicking. And at some point I was like, I'm at a dead end with this. I'm gonna have to, I don't know, miss my meeting because it's locked and I can't get in. And then I watched someone just walk up to the door and open the other door, because it was one of those double doors. And I had been trying to open the door on the left, but it was the door on the right that was unlocked. And I felt so stupid. But I sometimes feel that we can feel at a dead end with stuff that we try with our kids. Like we've we're trying to walk through the door of Bible reading with them or just getting them to talk about their faith or, I don't know, get them to church. And you feel like you're just rattling this locked door and you feel like, well, I don't know where to go from here. And, uh, and it can sometimes feel, um, quite exasperating, uh, a bit fearful sometimes, or just uh, exhausting to just feel like you're rattling a locked door, um, when it comes to our kids' faith. And, uh, and we talk in Parenting for Faith about surfing the waves and sort of writing what God is doing. And sometimes the answer is that the wave is done, you know, the door is closed, and we look for the next wave. You know, we're quite happy to say, you know what, we rode this wave, and now it's over, and let's look for something new. And that's, that's um, something that we talk about a lot, and you can check out Surfing the Waves on the website. But I just wanted to sort of pause for a bit and say sometimes... Sometimes the wave isn't over. Sometimes we just need to pivot a little bit to keep riding it. And so I wanted to talk with you about a trend that I see uh, in children. Now, this is not a biblical principle like the five tools. Uh, We talk about the five tools, about creating windows and framing and unwinding and chat and catch and surfing the waves. And all of those are approaches that I see in scripture. But what I'm going to talk about now just comes from sheer slog of working with kids and teens and Just, you know, take it or leave it. As always, feel free to be like, I don't know what Rachel's talking about and reject me. Um, I read somewhere, and I'm fascinated by things like this, that it takes 11 bites of something to sort of become immune to the nuances of it. So like, you could be eating the best cake that you've ever tasted, and 11 bites into this cake, your mouth sort of just becomes used to the flavor, and the cake essentially just becomes, you know, eh. A piece of cake. And so uh, you become, in a sense, sort of inoculated to the wonders of it through just sheer overexposure. And I think people, humans, can get like that uh, about things, of the spiritual stuff. I mean, we as adults get like this about certain Bible stories. You know, if you're listening to a sermon and you hear from the front of church uh, that they're going to teach on the story of Noah's Ark, uh, there's something in their brain that's like, oh, heard it. Beep. You sort of tune out because uh, your brain has been like, I've heard that so many times. I'm, I'm done. And this can happen to kids too. And sometimes with kids, repetition is your best friend Uh, and kids love repetition and consistency. But when you notice your child is disengaging, when you feel like all of a sudden you're stuck at a sort of dead end and your kids are just shut down from something, uh, sometimes You know, it's at the point where you say, okay, that wave's over, we're going to look for something new. But sometimes you just need to change the flavor a bit. You just need to try that other door because you're not too far away from continuing. It just needs a little bit of a pivot. So if you read the Bible every night and your kids all of a sudden are getting restless and it's just not working, before you give up on it, just try the other door. You know, have them read the story to you. And if they can't read, have them flip through the pages of the storybook that you use and have them tell all the stories to you without correcting them, without prompting them. Just say, read me a story and have your three-year-old read you the story or have your 11-year-old tell you the story. Listen like a kid to them and ask questions or, I don't know, have them name an emotion and you guys can look it up on Bible Gateway or in a concordance and discover a story together or a verse together about something that came out of a random suggestion of an emotion, or read a psalm and write a psalm. If Try a little pivot before you think that the wave is over, because sometimes you're just half a step away from the next step. And if all those pivots don't work, then you might think, okay, the wave of bedtime Bible stuff might be over. Let's look for a whole different wave of how our family might engage with scripture. But check the door next to it first you know if they're bored and worship during church then absolutely feel free to surf that wave and you know like we talk about in the parenting for faith course you know focus on other aspects of church you know ride the waves of all the different aspects of church radical love or serving um, but also feel free to think ah, before i look for a different wave maybe i just need to try that other door, you know, sit in a different location in church. I've known whole families who've been absolutely transformed by sitting in different locations, or letting their teenagers go sit with other teenagers and the youth leader at the back, or uh, let them sit really close to the band, or ask them to draw a picture of what the song is about by listening to the words rather than singing the words, or um, coming up with actions to the song without needing to sing it at the same time, or Whatever it is, you might just want to look for a door next to it. And then, if not, feel free to surf the ways of those other ways of church. If chatting to God at night reaches a wall, try the different door. Flip it around. Give your kids longer to chat or give them a journal or ask them to lead the time of chatting and catching or ask them to pray for you or pick a worship song that expresses their heart and and let them design a worship set and rather than feeling like they need to chat. You, know, you might just want to... Check the door next to it before you try something completely different. It's just a question to ask yourself and God. um, As you are proactively growing your kids in all things of faith, and I know it's a mixed metaphor, and I know my mom is just dying inside listening to my mixed metaphor, and I'm so sorry, Mom. But ask yourself, if you're facing a dead end with your kids, is this a wave that I was surfing that I just need to let die and let go and start fresh? Or is there an open door right next to me that I could try? And only you and God will know. You know your kids better than anybody else. And God himself knows what's happening in your kid's heart. And so just take a moment to ask God, God, is there a door that I need to open uh, to take us to the next step? And if not, then get on your surfboard and surf your new wave. So for our question uh, time uh i wanted to answer a question that came from our facebook live this month once a month we do a facebook live event called bedtime drinks with rachel for parents where we take a topic and do a quick deep dive into it for parents of different age groups um, half hour for zero to fives, a half hour for five to elevens, and then a half hour for eleven plus. And over the past year, we've done many topics like navigating friendship drama, talking about evil and the occult transitions, sleep struggles and stuff. And if you want to catch up with that, you can just uh, go to the Facebook page, the Parenting for Faith Facebook page and click the videos tab and they're all there. And uh, this last one was on helping our children through failure. And at the end of uh, one of the half hours, uh, I try to well, at the end of all the half hours, I try to answer questions. And this one I didn't quite get to from the 5 to 11 section. And so I thought I'd answer it now. Um, we were talking about how failure is a natural, strategic, and necessary part of learning and growing. And we as parents can help our children meet with God in the midst of it and help them get rid of shame of not being perfect and embrace the journey of growth with God and all those things. So we looked at some theology, some key approaches as parents, and one participate. Pent asked the question, How do you recon- reconcile this view of failure for our kids with a-, a worldly system that punishes failure? And I guess my answer to this would be that it's tough. We live in a world that often has competing values than what we hold, and part of walking with our kids is helping them learn how to navigate life when our values are different from others. And a couple of suggestions uh, would be this. One, uh, we need to frame for them that other people may be stuck in thinking that being imperfect is bad and something to be embarrassed by. Uh, And our kids need an explanation of that. We can explain that um, sometimes other people try to make us feel bad for not being imperfect or want to make fun of our mistakes. And There's nothing to be embarrassed by. I don't expect you to be perfect. I don't expect me to be perfect. I just expect all of us to grow and learn. And we're going to do that. And you may want to equip your kids to uh, respond to that when others try to embarrass them. I knew one kid uh, who was two years younger than another child who was very... Uh, confident and bold that he was a better reader than everybody else and so he would make fun of this the six-year-old would make fun of his eight-year-old for being you know many many reading bands behind him and uh, so the parent just sat down with the kid and said you know how do you want to respond to this and this is what i would think to say and so the eight-year-old got very comfortable just saying uh that's great you're in gold band i'm reading better and better every month too And they sort of found that way of phrasing it. And the kid then was able to respond to another kid having a different value. Um, The second thing that would be really helpful to do is to help your kids see the difference between punishing failure and the natural consequences of the learning process. The natural consequences of the learning process are really, really helpful because it helps your kid grow in their confidence to fix their mistakes. So, you know, if you spill your milk all over the floor, you have to clean it up. But when you learn how to clean it up well, then you're kind of not afraid of spilling it anymore or not going to beat yourself up about it because you feel really, really confident to just sort it out and take care of it when it happens. And consequences just become a natural thing that you're good at fixing and writing and and making it better. So um, whether it's about them not finishing schoolwork or being kept in or kicking the ball in the wrong goal and getting benched, you know, whatever it is, it's just a natural consequence that they can ride out and cope. And yeah, it's tough, but you believe in them and they'll learn something from it and it'll be great because no consequence is going to crush them because they can always climb out of the hole and if you do feel like something's happening where your kid is never allowed to climb out of the hole you know they're suffering um with a problem where they're being targeted or they're um, just constantly being set up for failure, then definitely as a parent, you know, we can wade into that and help fix that. But um, being with your kid while they climb out of the natural consequences is a really important thing that they see you cheering them on in the midst of the consequences, uh, rather than you sort of feeling that it's a punishment that you judge them for. Instead, you're like, yeah, that's tough, but you know what? You can take step to time and you can fix that really well. Uh, The third thing I would suggest is you help them reframe it for themselves and with God. Uh, Sometimes our kids just need the tools to deal with hearing all of those words that are different and reframe it for themselves. Say, this is what the world says, but that's not what I say. If their coach or teacher uses a phrase that's against what you believe, you know, feel free to help your kid come up with a sentence that changes it. Uh, Once, kid's teacher, I know, uh, always said, best foot forward, and that was putting an enormous stress on this child. And so the parents sat down with uh, the kid and brainstormed and they changed it to when your teacher says best foot forward, I want you to say in your head, best try for it. Because I don't expect you to be perfect all the time, but I do expect you to Do a good effort. And that's what I want you the best try forward. Or uh, if the teacher was harsh uh, to train your kids to say, oh, my teacher says this, but God, what do you think? And to take it to him or to take a deep breath. I know some parents say, you know, whenever you're feeling stressed, take a deep breath and say, God, I need your love right now. And I just want you to breathe deeply for 10 seconds and let his peace come. Because no matter what extra stress is being added onto you to be perfect, you and God um, meet with about it first. So if you want to find out all of the approaches and the theology behind this, you know, feel free to to delve in. Uh, The last thing I want to say on this topic is is don't forget to create windows into how you do this, how you cope with failure and mistakes in your modern life. You know, we're all dealing with failures and mistakes and tell those stories at the dinner table. Create windows into how God coaches you through it and how you feel about it and how you rephrase it and how you navigate your mistakes because that lays a foundation for this. So um, feel free to catch up on the video uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope that helps. For our wildcard section, I wanted to talk about TV. Uh, sometimes it can feel that there is a wealth of television and videos for our kids to watch, but can any of it actually help our kids spiritually at their level? Simon Perry and his team at All-Stars Kids Club are on it. Now, Simon and I go way, way back, uh, like 10 years back. Uh, he is a multimedia creation machine. Uh, he is so creative and uh, has so many different outlets of this. Um, he has written, uh, many of the worship songs that you and your children love. And, uh, he is now wanting to give you free Christian kids television on a bunch of multimedia platforms. And so, uh, Anna, my colleague, gave him a call to chat about it.
2: Uh, so I'm here with Simon. Uh, Simon, you have recently been working on a big project. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. So we've just recently launched a a uh, free children's uh, Christian children's TV streaming platform uh, slash app slash channel um, that's available globally, and uh, yeah, it's packed full of fun, faith-filled content for kids uh, in the church, but also kids outside the church. Amazing. Um, yeah.
2: Fab. So uh, tell me a bit more about how that came about. Why did you decide to develop that?
0: Uh, so media has been a big thing uh, in my in my career, well, ministry career, I guess, uh, over the years, um, with kids' worship being kind of pivotal in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but along the way, it's you know, I've got three kids and they love watching stuff, and we have devices all over the house, and, and that's got you know, it's grown and grown as the kids have got older and as time's gone on, and um, and I'm you know, I've always been aware how much uh, media is important yeah. uh, so to reach kids, uh, often with stuff that isn't healthy that's on TV and movies, but also I think it could be used for good, and um, so uh, it's, it's a long story, but over <laughs> the this the period of doing the All Stars Kids Club ministry, uh, we began creating kids' content, uh, kids' videos for TBN UK, and, um, and just overwhelmed by the, the the need and the demand for uh, Christian content for kids, um, and especially uh, in the UK, because there's so little. There's, there's lots in the US and not a lot in the UK. Yeah, so um, true. So that's stuff we've been churning away over the years, uh, and there's been lots of changes recently with YouTube, and uh, there's been lots of issues with YouTube, with kids' content being... Tweaked and inappropriate, and links and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it's been on my heart for quite a while is to have what if there was a platform or a place that kids could go um, where they could watch content that um, is fun, is clean, is is relevant, is full of Jesus, is is wholesome, is encouraging, inspiring, but doesn't have you know those dodgy um, recommended featured uh, recommended um, links yeah. or. Uh, perfume adverts that are inappropriate, some of that kind of stuff that pops up. Uh, so that was it. So, yeah, we just prayed and prayed and prayed. And uh, uh, and it's interesting, this this last, over Christmas, there has been a massive change with YouTube and kids' content. Uh, and this is when we felt God put on our heart to launch this new app channel. Um, and, uh, and here we are. And it's live, and it's completely crazy uh, in terms of like... <laughs> It's, a, it's just bonkers um you know i've learned a lot over the over the, these months of working on this and everything from you know having to fill all these forms off with off carbon because then you become a broadcaster and all this other stuff that oh my goodness this is big boy stuff and um, but but you know yeah so that's that's been the heart of it is yeah. to 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 have a place that kids can go anywhere in the world and access content that will inspire them encourage them and equip them uh, but also if they're not churched well, they'll hear something about Jesus, and um, uh, and I have some good friends that in the US that travel the US and reach kids outside the walls of the church, and I love that. I love that's very much my heart. I love to, I want to see the kids in the church blessed, but I want to, re- we should be reaching all those millions of kids that aren't in church, yeah, um, uh, in a relevant way. And I think you know, we can do as much uh, events and stuff as we can, but actually, kids consume content all the time on devices, and if there's a way they could. An app and watch something and know about Jesus through on their Kindle or their iPad, then that works for me. Um,
2: it is, it's so, amazing. So, yeah. Well, firstly, thank you so much on behalf of everyone <laughs> listening to this and parents and kids all over the world because I know it's been a huge project and involved a huge amount of work and sacrifice and all those things, but we will reap the benefits. So, thank you. Can you give us a little flavour? Like, what sort of age group is it for? What sort of shows uh, do you produce that they might want to watch?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. So age-wise, it's um, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's aimed at children and families. Yeah. Uh, so we we're talking primary school, um, kind of up to Key Stage Two. I mean, there's some stuff on there that I think would appeal to you know young tweens, which is great. Um, but it's mostly aimed at uh, Key Stage One and Two, so primary school age. Yeah. Um, and in terms of content, there's 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 loads. It's it's really crazy. <laughs> um, so there's lots of stuff that we've created ourselves, um, uh, kind of as our ministry in the UK. Uh, There's baking shows, cooking shows, uh, there's a drawing show, there's devotionals, Bible stories, uh, just some silly slapstick stuff. Yeah. uh, With two guys eating Brussels sprouts. I mean, it's just lots of fun (laughs) stuff, but there's also content on, and lots of our music and uh, grief music and uh, sing along lullabies. There's nursery rhymes on there, there's a whole lot of stuff on there. But there's also loads of content from other ministries around the world, which is, again, really. on my heart. I, I love the idea of partnering with others, working with others. Um, uh, so there's content on there from uh, all over the U S from people at like Elevation Church. There's uh, KidSpring. spring. There's cross point crossroads. Church. I mean, there's some of these mega churches that create amazing content for kids. Yeah. Um, uh, And the crazy thing is they don't have anywhere to put it. So they they create all this content for kids for the Sunday mornings and groups, and then it just sits there. So I've had amazing conversations with these ministries who are like, this is incredible that we can have a platform to put this content. So there's drama, there's cartoons, there's animations, there's sing-alongs, there's music videos. There's uh, a friend of mine has a ministry called Jumpstart Six. Uh, uh, Jumpstart Three, sorry. (laughs) Jumpstart Three. Uh, and they're huge in the states and they they do dance music using uh word for word scripture and it's so cool um so we've got loads of that stuff so there's a real mix of of all kinds of stuff the the aim is to have the kind of thing you'd find on youtube or on netflix yeah um you know a real variety of stuff from fairly traditional to completely crazy um Uh, and everything in between. So there's a real, yeah, it's a real mix of content. Yeah, Um,
2: And it sounds like whatever your kid is into, they'll be able to find something and probably find some new stuff that they're into as well. Really cool. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be a lot of work, but one of the key things was to have new content going up all the time. So every week, there's new episodes of the devotional stuff. There's new episodes of the drawing shows. There's, um, there's going to be a whole stream of devotional and kind of, Uh, teaching content for kids as well not just fun stuff but actually stuff going deeper in the bible which is really great yeah Um, and we're looking at to do some live stuff so once a week there'll be a live show from somewhere and um yeah
2: yeah (laughs) it does it sounds amazing so fabulous and you were saying it's free uh why on earth did you decide to make it free and if it is something we can support financially you know if we're in a position to do that how would we do that
0: yeah, why is it free? Oh my goodness! Uh, well, first of all, my my, my heart since doing All Stars uh, has always been that you know I want to make sure the gospel is free to access for anybody. There shouldn't be a charge for the gospel. Yeah. And and I've had been ran right around in circles with conversations with you know entrepreneurs and Christian businessmen and all stuff about you need to make money and it's okay to make money and and I get all that and I I, I agree with all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day. I don't want any kid not to hear something about Jesus because it's going to cost them two pounds or they have to subscribe for five pounds or yeah. um, or their parents have to. And maybe their parents don't have that five pounds that month or uh, or just, you know, practically, I mean, like most of us, we subscribe to like five or six different platforms now. You've got, if you want to watch this show, you have to have that platform. If you want this show, you watch that platform. And if, and it's just, you know, an extra five, six pounds a month is a lot. Yeah, uh, But also for families that aren't churched, you know, I want them to think they can access something without you know I've met people who wouldn't, wouldn't dream of spending six pounds to to watch some Christian stuff but if it's free they'll give it a go yeah uh, so so that's kind of why it's free I want it to be available to anybody on planet earth um, with no charge no cost um, whether they have money don't have money uh, whether they you know sat in a nice warm house in England or a chilly, you know, hut somewhere in Africa, but they have an iPad somehow. You know, yeah. I want anyone to access it, um, and that's why it's free. Um, which does mean, you know, when it's free, it doesn't make any money. Yeah. Which you know, and that's a key part of, of making content. <laughs> and, and just the running cost of an app of like this, it, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, every month, to, just to maintain it. Never mind creating content, or uh, you know, or exploring options of licensing content to have, you know, to have Veggie and stuff on here would be great but there's a cost to that um so yeah so that's why it's free yeah um so it's accessible to anybody anywhere um which i'm super excited about um but in terms of supporting it yes that would be wonderful <laughs> <laughs> um so there is uh i mean there is uh on the the website there's a, a button you can click and it says support us and there's a, a patreon page set up so people if they feel they're able to they can you know give a little bit each month um to support what we do um uh, and obviously, if someone feels able to you know say, "Hey, can I just fund the next six months or can i can I help fund this for a, a month or you know can I help cover the cost to create some more content then you know it would be thrilled to have an email or get in touch and let's know that'd be fantastic and and it it is crazy. I mean we have I think the next three and a half th- three to four months uh covered financially, and then it's like then we're… <laughs>
2: then you're off the cliff. <laughs>
0: Lord, you need to do this do your thing and yeah um, and you know the grand scheme of things we're not talking you know it's a lot of money i mean we're not talking you know the scale of of netflix or the bbc it's nothing like that but you know when you don't have it it may as well be a million pounds you know it it is there is there is a, a, a cost to this um but that's not been a reason not to do it so um so we've stepped out we've done it it's live it's it's happening and um, and it's just been amazing already. Having emails from people all over the world saying, "Oh, we've watched this baking show, and we've done this, and we love this. And yeah. Thank you so much for this." And and it's on all our devices everywhere, and um, so that's 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 awesome. Fabulous. So, um,
2: so, can you just to finish? Can you just remind us uh, how can we start watching? Where do we go? How do we get the app? Yeah. Or uh,
0: so you can download the app on all the different devices. Uh, so Apple TV, uh, Roku, Amazon Fire. You get it on your iPads, your iPhones, your Google App Store. I mean it's everywhere. If you just search for All Stars Kids Club
2: Go.
0: Yeah. Or to All Stars Kids Club, it'll pop up. There's nothing else called that. So easy to find. Um uh, and you can go to the website, which is AllstarsKidsClub.com forward slash go and it takes you to the you know the streaming bit, or you can go via the main website. Yeah. Um and you basically create a free account, which you can do on the website and you can do, I think, on Roku. Yeah. Um uh it's all the techie stuff but it's fine. i think we can get it from
2: guys. that yeah that sounds amazing um, i just wanted to make yeah. sure people had heard all-star kids club go that's what you need to look yeah. for guys go and check it out and uh, do you get in touch tell us what your favorite shows are what your kids like it'd be really great to hear
1: <laughs> and finally a question to start an interesting conversation what do you think god feels when we make mistakes or fail at something